five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. That's uh, that's not you singing. Uh, no, <laughs> no. If it was, then you know, uh, that would be there'd be something interesting going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if it'd be on like you know, yeah, YouTube and yeah, you know, we'd be sitting here talking about the Kentucky Avenue band. Anyway, uh, Dave Reese, a good friend of mine for a long time, uh, is sitting across from me, and that's his Kentucky Avenue band, uh, which yep. rocks. I was listening to it here in my house. Before you got here for like an hour, and like the as you met like Millie and Nora and everything, they're trying to do their zooms and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, nah, it's Wellness Wednesday, and <laughs> I got some wellness for you in the form of Kentucky Avenue. Sweet, I didn't know it was Wellness Wednesday. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah I didn't close. know, I did not know it was Wellness Wednesday. It's like public school, like you know, they when they were zooming the whole. It's the same similar thing we're talking about with uh, um, Gonzaga, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Right. Wednesday's kind of like an off day. Yeah, so th- there was a different kind of Wellness Wednesdays going on uh, with <laughs> with high school being off on Wednesdays. That created an opportunity on Tuesdays for, I guess it was Wellness Tuesday, I guess the kids would call it. <laughs> and for those listening, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly right. Don't need to di- dive into that one any further. All right. Uh, Reese Brothers? Okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the kids were loving it. Cool. Uh, they were loving it. I, I I haven't listened to that much of it mm-hmm. prior, but it's a fantastic, fantastic album. Yeah. So th- this is our our new album that was just released uh, about two weeks ago, uh, called "Ballad of the Past." Um, ballad lot- or ballads? Ballad of the past. Right. Um, and the whole thing is is it's songs that we've been working on for a few years now, um, and. A lot and stylistically, songwriting wise, sonically, it's it's really a an homage to kind of the Laurel Canyon country rock sounds of of the late sixties and early seventies. Yeah, of folks like Graham Parsons and Amy Lou Harris, the Birds, Neil Young, Bonnie Raitt, that that kind of stuff that came out of Laurel Canyon that became that country rock sound. Uh, just I've been fascinated with that for a long time, and that. And and sonically, that's kind of what we were going is for. Is Laurel Canyon, would that be Kentucky? No, Laurel Canyon is Los Angeles. Oh, never mind. So, Far from. Yeah. So th- there was, you know, kind of. Laurel Canyon. Yeah. So this is, uh, you know, in the in the hills, the Hollywood Hills, really, is, is where Laurel Canyon is. Oh. And it's where a lot of these musicians in the late 60s, you know, like the Mamas and the Papas and the Birds, this is where they all kind of lived and congregated. Yeah. And created this kind of country rock sound. Jackson Brown was there. This is where there, there would be no Eagles without Laurel Canyon. Right. Um, so that this, that kind of sound and really Graham Parsons and Amy Lou Harris and what they were doing vocally as a duo and, and just some of their influences, uh, their country music influences that they brought into rock. That was a hotbed of creativity. Totally. Back then, 60s, yeah. 70s. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, I'm not as wise to it as you, but um, 
with Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. and then he used to run with Elvis a bit, right? And, totally, and, Jerry Lee uh, Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. It's just like this. It's um, such a concentration of talent that almost like it's a self feeding thing. It fuels itself. Totally, and know? and and uh, a lot of these artists and writers. They they lived together. They partied together. They wrote together. They toured together. Um, lifestyle, it, lifestyle, and and community. It was yeah. a real kind of community of artists uh, and stuff. And you know, Johnny Cash and those folks would have been kind of the Nashville yeah. stuff. Um, and so you had like a Nashville thing going on. You had an LA thing going on. Uh, it's all fascinating stuff and how all the the musical influences are there yeah. on each other. Yeah. Um, it's something I'm fascinated with. It's totally cool. Yeah. Totally cool. Co- totally cool. Uh, a tribute to them. Yeah. Ballad of the past. So it's, ba- it's like, is it a one is, would you can view the album as like a continuous story? I, I would. I, I think, I think, <laughs> Ballad, like, I, say. <clears throat> I think what we try to do even with our first record is, is make, albums you know it used to be called mm-hmm. album oriented rock or you mm-hmm. know but but something where there is some sort of narrative arc through the entire thing mm-hmm. you know we're not just like a pop band releasing singles which is totally fine it's mm-hmm. it's the way it kind of works today but you know we're we're old school mm-hmm. you know emphasis on old <laughs> <laughs> and not so much school anymore <laughs> yeah right and, and so we want to make music that that we like to listen to and and yeah. And par- part of that is is creating a narrative element through the whole thing, right. sonically and and story wise. Um, so that's what it's we try to do. It's the way to do it. You know? Yeah, it's, you know. uh, um, the um, the opening line of that song we just played, right? Yeah. Record playing days. Yeah. It says, "Do you remember those record playing days? Whitewash and Spanish moss vanish in the haze." Yeah. So it, it that's that's like that's the homage. That's the throwback to. That's like you're in the fall and you're thinking back to the summer that you had listening to records and on the beach and that's the whitewash and Spanish moss vanishing in the haze. And and it's just a nostalgic look back on the relationship that we have with music and how music is part of our relationships with other people. That's what that one's all about. Uh, what's the Don Henley song about the summer? Boys of Summer. Boys of Summer. Yeah. <laughs> Is it about boys and boys summer? Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's an incredible song. Yeah. That's and, the whole like nostalgia. Totally. I, I mean, just like yep. the suspension maybe of reality that comes with summer. Yeah. That's how I I lived it. I mean, all boys of summer and just summer in general. Mm-hmm. And then you get back, you got to go to school. Yep. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then and then you hear that song from the summer, and you're like. It takes you back. Total. You know? Total. So that's cool. The yeah. suspension of reality. Yeah. Oh, this is the summer. Really? I like that, Billy. That's a good one. <laughs> do you uh do you write the I mean you play guitar, you play banjo, right? I can play banjo. You know, we, it's it's a stringed instrument, yeah. so I can I can make noise <laughs> on it. Not necessarily music? Yeah, it won't be some occasionally. Well, it what depends you, on your rela- on your opinion of the banjo. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Some yeah. people don't think the banjo is music. <laughs> there's lots of it's in the music world there's always like banjo jokes oh, yeah. oh really okay <laughs> so it's the redhead stepchild of the yes the string family 100 percent, 100 percent. doesn't um, quite have an identity it, it has yeah yeah but it's oh, no it's so a great it's, instrument i love it yeah I, would you play that you play or you i play, play mostly guitar i play mostly guitar okay that, that's that's the instrument that i started playing when i was you know nine years old mm-hmm. um 
But, you know, since then I've dabbled in just about anything that has strings, even during the, the, the COVID shutdown, I'm like, I'm going to teach myself how to play the fiddle. So I, I, I bought a violin on, uh, on Craigslist and just started teaching myself how to play. Now, I'm I'm not ready for my Carnegie Hall debut, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but that that's the type of thing. I'll just I'll just pick up an instrument. I've got a mandolin. I've got a dobro. Yeah. uh, You know, now a fiddle. I've got seven or eight guitars. You know, just always looking for new sounds and and new stuff. The uh, fiddle's hard, isn't it? It's a hard instrument to play. Uh, There's no frets on it, so you have to really use your ear and intonation. Uh, and it's, it's little mm-hmm. and, you know, so your hands are like right next to your face mm-hmm. and the, right next to your ear. And then you have to bow it. Uh, it's very difficult. Uh, the, the, the young man that plays violin and fiddle for Kentucky Avenue is this guy named Michael Robert Taylor, who is an absolute brilliant musician. Um, and he showed me a couple things and just tech, the technique even of doing vibrato on a fiddle is just so different from guitar. So it's like I'm tapping into a different part of my brain, which is kind of cool. Which makes all the, <clears throat> the idea is it makes all the rest of the brain better. Hopefully. Stronger. Hopefully. <laughs> In theory. You know? Keep <laughs> strumming right. uh, the, the fiddle. Yeah. A, a fiddle. A fiddle and a violin is like, they're basically the same. But a, a fiddle and a violin are exactly the same thing. Not it, as well made a fiddle? Nope. No. Nope. It's, just, no, no, it's another name for it. Another, it a, a fiddle, fiddling is more of a style of playing. I understand. Yeah. Style Whereas the violin is like classically trained violin, yeah. you know, strings yeah. and, you know, right. fiddling, you have a lot of bending and string drones and stuff like that. It, you know, it sounds some, like something that you'd be playing on your front porch. Exactly right. You know? Yeah. Kind of just riffing. Yeah. With someone with like a, you know, jug playing the jug and a washboard oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. the spoon yeah Spo- spoons <laughs> totally <laughs> oh man so how the, the um um the ballad of the past right? yes uh-huh how long has it been out it came out uh officially released on all the streaming platforms two weeks ago oh my gosh um it's cool to have you here this fresh then it's I, fresh I, I didn't realize it was that fresh it's fresh you know a lot of the songs we've been working on for some time. Yeah. You know, the one song on there enough, we actually debuted, we played at the Birchmere in 2018 and, and debuted that song there. Um, enough, right? Enough is kind of the, 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 the slow kind of waltzy ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of these songs have been in the works for some time. And, you know, when we finally had the whole batch of songs written, and we're making the plans to get into the studio. Like this, are, this album was supposed to come out over a year ago, mm-hmm. and then obviously the world turned upside down. Mm-hmm. So we had to redo everything. Um, so we were really just fortunate to get the record done last year, mm-hmm. um, and then we had to completely scratch our release schedule. There were no shows. Like we. We're still have not played a record release show. Probably won't until the fall. Um, so everything kind of got got screwed up. But you know, did made made the best lemonade we could out of the lemons yeah. that we had. You know, did you make? I mean, 
You said uh, I talked to you before this about the cover art and all. Was it was the name Ballad of the Past? Or did it get changed over that the past year? No, because we, we we had a song right. ca- called Ballad of the Past that was part of this record, and then as we as we kind of as as it started to come together sonically and thematically, we we realized that the whole record was a ballad yeah. of the past mm-hmm. and to the past and and paying homage to certain things, mm-hmm. you know, like the Laurel Canyon sound and, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of other kind of Springsteen cover. There's a Springsteen cover on there as well. Yeah. Um, I always love that song. Yeah. Well, yeah. So no surrender. That's usually Springsteen did it faster, right? It, his, his version, which is on born in the USA. Yeah. Uh, it's rock song. It's, it's like ener- energy, man. Yeah. It, it's like a driving, oh, big time. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, a, a stone pony driving bar rock song. Total. Um, and so we looked at it, and again, kind of putting it through the lens of this kind of Laurel Canyon thing, we kind of said, okay, how would how would like Graham Parsons and Amy Lou Harris do this song? Take that song, yeah. And and that's that's the version that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it we call it give it the Grammy Lou, which is how would they sing a two part harmony? How would they play that song? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how we approach that. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. And then, how'd you pick that song? We we had it was, was something that canon. it was something that we had played live and just it kind of it kind of fell into something that we could do that two part harmony mm-hmm. stuff with, mm-hmm. um, and it just became a cool. We just turned it into a ballad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we slowed it down and then kind of brought in the drums and the toms, and then we had some incredible players on the record. To, to do the keys and the organ and the piano and, and other stuff that that really I think make it a cool a cool version that you know that would that would be something that Graham Parsons would be like yeah this is this is decent and maybe Springsteen <laughs> would like it too I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him on the horn yeah let's call him up when you so I was thinking about this like when you cover a song I mean you guys aren't you just like you know you aren't you aren't the shed band. You're not like just like a neighbor. You guys have played the the Birch, uh, Birch mm-hmm. Mirror and stuff like that. So it's like you're not that small, you know. So you're a significant artist. So do you have to get the a permission? So of the E Street Band or Bruce, no? Bruce? What you you do? There's something called a compulsory license. So any song that has been published, which is basically anything that's been recorded and released. Uh, any artist can make a cover version of that and release it. Mm-hmm. You have to pay a statutory royalty rate, which is like 9.1 cents on the dollar. Um, and you get what's called a mechanical license. And there are different agencies that will fulfill those mechanical license, but it's compulsory. You, it, it will, it has to be granted to mm-hmm. you. Um, so if you wanted to make a cover record of, you know, Billy Joel songs, mm-hmm. I know you're a Billy Joel fan. Mm-hmm. You could you could do it and release it. You would just have to secure the mechanical license and 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 pay the the compulsory royalty. Interesting. Yeah. So it's why there are so many versions of songs out there, and a lot of artists make their break on cover songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole kind of Nashville uh, music industry was kind of built on you know publishers and writers having songs and labels and artists having artists. So artists would would perform songs that were written by not them. Like the idea of the singer songwriter yeah. is 
That's not how it used to it's a newer be. Newer idea, right? Yeah, it's a newer idea. Um, so that that's how it used to be. And then back in the day, like if someone made a hit, then another artist would do a cover of it and release it in a different market or do different stuff. So there's all sorts of things, but it, that, that type of, of 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 business structure has been around for a long time. That's interesting because um, you can. <clears throat> Uh, excuse me you can um have a song write a song perform a song um and then someone could hear it and then they're like i, I want to uh, i can do it in a different way exactly and i can profit off of it exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah it's similar to be like all right somebody paints a painting it's like all right I, i'm gonna paint something kind of similar to that and you know or nobody says like i can't you know or, I, I i don't know i don't know if the, if there's a direct analogy to the cover song thing and in, in other in other media, um, you know, it's I think it's a unique thing um, because you're 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 making the exact version. You're just making a new master recording. Mm-hmm. So, and then like my version of No Surrender, I own that master recording. I I can license that master recording. Mm-hmm. I cannot license the composition that's attached to it. So if you were making a, f- a film or a TV show and you're like, Dave, I love your version of No Surrender. I want to use it in my show. I can license you the master recording, but you'd have to go to Springsteen's publisher and license the the song. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to lose your listeners talking <laughs> about uh, U.S. copyright law. But- <laughs> Nuts and bolts. <laughs> Talk about the um, so we were t- again we were talking earlier about uh, the cover art. Yeah. So there's a lock. Yes. And then there's a bunch of keys. Yes. And you're yes. responsible for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the 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 you know the kind of some of the themes that kind of run through the album are you know there's definitely a lot of a sense of of mystery you know to the past yeah. and and what what unlocking the secrets of the past mean for the present and the future. Um, and it's a, an amorphous thing. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the general concept is, yep, there's a lock and a bunch of keys and only one of them works. And one of them works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you can interpret that as you, as you will. Um, and then, you know, like I said, that, that kind of, theme runs through the whole record and definitely you know you know through the kind of the nostalgic and the longing and the wistfulness was that that always the idea though the lock with a bunch of keys no it it kind of you know when you're kind of trying to come up with with album art you you first you know you go back and forth on the title you know what are we going to call it um and then once you kind of settle in on that then we we just throw spaghetti at the wall, yeah. you know, and we're like, how about this? How about this? We look at, you know, images in, you know, we look at art. We just look at everything yeah. that, yeah. that, that kind of inspires us. And then we start honing in. So if you kind of, if you had access to, you know, my, my, my Photoshop drives, you'd see 18,000 different versions of album covers, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we're all just, no, no, mm-hmm. no. And then it kind of evolves. You can kind of see it evolving mm-hmm. over time. It's like, oh, yep. And then we kind of settled in on that. It's a cool cover. Well done. Thank you. Is uh, How did you 
Do you do you, are you an artist or yourself? Sketch? I, I, I wouldn't. No. Pen and paper. No, I, I'm very good. I'm very good with Photoshop and stuff like that. Digital artistry. Yeah, and and I was a photographer, so huh. I I'm I'm I can take pictures. I know how to manipulate them, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But no, I I can draw stick figures. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna cut it for the album art cover art. Right. But, um, right. So who who do you do you write do you write any songs on the album? Uh all who's of the writer? All the, of are you the writer mostly? So, uh well it, it, we every single Kentucky Avenue song is a fifty fifty co write between me and, and Stella Schindler, who's the singer and uh co writer uh of the other half of the band. Um and the co writing process is it's just one of my favorite things ever. Uh, you know, I could sit here, I could show you my phone right now yeah. of uh, about 5,000 voice memos that are all song ideas <laughs> that mean nothing until you finish them. Yeah. Right. So having a co-writer um, is fantastic because I can just, I can say, you know, for like the song Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, I like that song. I just, I had, I had a, a few lines of the verse and I had the chorus, you know, Pennsylvania. And I was like, I just had this thing about Pennsylvania because my mom's from there. And then I, I, I sent that voice memo to Stella with some of the lyrics that I had written. And she comes back with this whole narrative about Centralia, uh, which is a town right in the middle of Pennsylvania where a coal mine fire which is still burning today, displaced the whole town. Um, and then we're like, that's cool. And then she wrote this whole story around that. And then, you know, we got together and did, you know, the, uh, you know, the structure of the song, you know, what's the bridge? What, where is it going? Um, but that's the beautiful thing about the co-write process is mm-hmm. I can just have a snippet mm-hmm. and, someone can help me turn it into a song. And, 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 and she might have a snippet and then you can help. I mean, and vice goes, versa. it goes back and forth. It goes back and forth. Yeah. You say a voice memo, you're just like you're walking down the street, something hits you and you want to get it down, mm-hmm. record it before you might lose it. Absolutely. I, I'll, you know, 10% of the voice memos are me just singing into my phone in the car. Um, those will never see the light of day, but it's just so I can remember the melody I had or the lyrical concept that I had. Um, And then if I'm on my porch, a lot of stuff you'll hear, there's like, Oh, there's birds chirping in the background. There's because I'm just sitting on my porch strumming and kind of something comes in my head and like record, just save it. Yeah. Um, And you can, I'll go back through there. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is the beginning of black horse riding. This is the beginning of nothing here is mine. This is the beginning of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, such a mysterious talk about like the locks and the keys and everything. Uh, it's such a mysterious process, the creative thing. It, it is. It's so stinking. Yeah. Elusive it, and beautiful. It, it's beautiful because of that. Right. Because right. you cannot grab it and it's ever changing. You I know? know. It's uh, And you don't know really where it all comes from. No idea. It's. No idea. Crazy. I, I, I've, I've had. I've had. Like Black Horse Riding, which is the first song on our first record, that literally jumped into my head almost in its entirety. And, you know, and then, you know, and then immediately it was, you know, it was kind of a crazy type of situation, but that's what happened. Some, you know, sometimes 
things just hit you and they're in there. And sometimes you have an idea and you're like, oh, this is a great idea for a song. And you work on it and work on it and work on it. And it's like never comes out right. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's just not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to your point about the locks and the keys, you know, part of that creative process is unlocking that, mm-hmm. is finding that key, which unlocks whatever that that creative thing might be mm-hmm. that opens up the channel for that song. Yeah. Um, I mean, you might, ha- you might have the, like you're just saying, you might have the key to the lock, but then you open it and you spend some time in there. And you're like, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. <laughs> throw that key away. I'm going to go try another lock yeah. or whatever. It yeah. Might be. And, and, and you might unlock it and be like, Oh, this is great. And no one else likes it. <laughs> it yeah. It's keep that for the porch. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that one. Yeah. Well, uh, but 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 that's just it. That's why you then go and do it again. Yeah. Um, and it's why the the one thing that I think all artists, certainly all great artists, I'm not calling myself a great artist, uh, but all great artists and all artists that aspire to be great have in common across all media is that they're prolific. Um, you know, it, it, you have to you have to do it every day in some capacity. Put out a lot of material. Or, Put out a lot of material. Uh, have a huge body of work. Yeah. And and by the time you kind of go through the arc of your career and life, at the end, you'll have 95% of your stuff that no one has ever heard. Yeah. You know, I mean, Dolly Parton has written 4,000 songs. Holy smokes. You know, and yeah. you know, Paul McCartney has written 15,000 songs. That's that's what I mean. Songs that we don't know of. That, right? that, that we'll, don't get the light of day? That may never get the light of day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A small, uh, a small percent. You said 95, like 5%, you know? Yeah. If you're hitting nine five percent, you know it's better than baseball. It's great, you know, you know? or harder than baseball, I should say. Yeah, um, um, it was like photography. It used to be when you shot film, you had thirty six exposures on a roll of film. Right. If you got one good one out of thirty six, that yeah. was good. Yeah, you know, you'd yeah. have a lot where you're like, oh my god. What did you take? Where did you take pictures of? I, I I did a lot of kind of photojournalistic stuff. You know, when I used to travel more, uh, you know, landscape people, things like that. You, you'd photo and then write. Um, no? photojournalism. No, just just uh, like the, you know, picture, but, talk like street scenes. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I remember, I don't know how long ago, like twenty over twenty years ago, a bunch of friends of mine and I, we went to Iceland for eight days, and you know, took a lot of pictures there just cool. of people. And it was just a cool, like stuff like that, Yeah, you know, hot, mostly hobbyist stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, it was something that I was really interested in, you yeah. know, just kind of, uh, capturing the moments and, and the story that you can tell inside a frame. Yeah. You know, I hear you. I hear you. So you got, um, you're playing soon, right? We are playing soon. The um, visitation? Oh, we have we have a, a a private thing coming up there, so you might have to edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, our, we have a show um, on the 15th of May at Jam and Java, mm-hmm. um, and this is our first in Vienna. In Vienna, it's, it's a, a cool gr- spot. It's a great I've venue. Been there one time. For who did you see? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm talking like 10, 12 years ago with, yeah. the, with the, one of my old, 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 old girlfriends. Yeah. It, it's a great venue. Uh, it's it's a uh, you know a great music venue. They do a lot of great acts. We've played 
a bunch of shows here before, but this is our first indoor show since November of 2019. Uh, Virginia's a little bit easier, isn't it? Virginia had stuff. Virginia has been having indoor shows like the Birchmere has been doing distanced indoor shows all through the pandemic. Ah. Uh, DC, on, not so much in Come DC. On, DC. Come on, DC, on let's board. go, let's go. Open up, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, <laughs> um, but we play. That's exciting. It's exciting. Be back it, on stage playing. Yeah, and we played. We played two weeks ago an outdoor show in Luray, Virginia, which was fantastic, and that was. Uh, we've we've played twice since this, the onset of the pandemic. We played uh, Labor Day at Beecord Brewery, which is sixty acres outside, mm-hmm. and we played in Luray outside. So, as you head west in Virginia, it gets a little more, mm-hmm. a little more loose. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the further I mean, go west, young man. Right? Yeah. And 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 it's like we have fans there. Like we were, we played the show in Luray. We're like, oh yeah, we saw you at Appaloosa Festival a couple of years ago. Like it's like, oh, we have we have actually fans out there. Yeah. So that 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 for us and our type of music, that's a great market. You know, Front Royal, uh-huh. Luray. We, we so Luray Cavern. That well, that's that's exactly that's where Luray yeah, Caverns yeah. is. But yeah. there is like a little downtown. They have a performing arts center, and that's that's where we played. Sweet. Um, it was great. It was just so good to. Do you, have a, do you have a home turf? I mean, what's your favorite place to play? Um, well, that you have played the, uh, the, the Birchmere is, is by far that that was the most exhilarating experience playing because mm-hmm. uh, we we played just as a duo and we were opening up oh. for Shelby Lynn. Okay. Um, Shelby Lynn is a Grammy Award winning country artist. She actually plays. She's in the Walk the Line movie. She plays Johnny Cash's mother, but uh, she's fantastic. So we opened up for her, which means we get half an hour before her set. Um, and, you know, the Birchmere will seat 500. Yeah. And this one was pretty full, um, but it's completely quiet. Everybody is listening to everything you do. Yeah. And and the sound system there is is brilliant. So... You know, literally, I grab the neck of my guitar, and in my monitors, I can hear the creak of the wood of the neck. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so any mistake <laughs> is going to be like, so the pressure is yeah. on. Yeah, it's um, a it's a performer stage. It's a performer stage, and it's a listener's room. It, yeah, um, and you have everyone there. You know, for the first two rows is all you can really see, or first, you know, kind of two tables worth is all you can see when you're on stage, and everyone is just staring at you. And listening, it's like a symphony, a symphony hall. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can hear a pin, a pin drop. Yeah, it's not like it's yeah. not like uh, playing at Villain and Saint, which I love Villain <laughs> yeah, and Saint. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, it's a different deal. Half the people are watching the Caps game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we talked about that, right? Like, like, I, don't know. I, I remember playing at Villain and Saint once, and we had just finished a song, and one of my good friends like lets out this huge cheer, and it was because the Caps scored. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it. That's I was like, it. I was like, thanks, man. That's all good. All Stuff good. Her, yeah. When you, <laughs> but, when you played there, did you play Kentucky Avenue stuff, or was it more Shed Band covers? The first time I played there at Villain and Saint was Shed Band, yeah. and we were doing a some sort of charity thing, um, <laughs> and we played only covers. But I played there with Kentucky Avenue probably ten times. Um, and we would do a combination of original music and and some cover stuff. We love doing covers. Yeah, yeah. We have a whole 
you know, a whole thing. Like when we go down and play the bullpen, you know, back in the, you know, when the, before COVID, you know, the bullpen gig is, you know, you're playing that huge area. Uh, it's two hours straight, no break. So you, you gotta, you gotta play a bunch of covers. Yeah. Um, and for us, it's, it's, it's a blast. And we kind of, like I said, like with no surrender, we, we put our own spin on these covers mm-hmm. and, and do them our own way, mm-hmm. which we have to, because we don't play with a drummer more mm-hmm. often than not. But anyways, it's, 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 it's all good. It's, it's a ton of fun. I mean, I would think, I would think playing different stages that, um, kind of, uh, uh, allow you to sound differently and with different crowds and everything all just t- hits the brain and just makes you a more well-rounded musician. T- totally. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, actually the last indoor show we played was at the Warfit at union stage, mm-hmm. um, which is really like a, it's like a rock rock and roll room. Mm-hmm. It's down in the basement. You know, you can get it like 350 people in there. It's loud. Mm-hmm. So that show we played with a drummer and we played like a rock show. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is cool. You got to bring energy. You got to bring energy. energy off the crowd. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, a, it's a total uh, yeah. symbiotic. It's a yeah. partnership. Yeah. And when you have a drummer, it's, you know, your backbeat is built in. When you're playing without a drummer, like what I call our string band arrangement, which yeah. is this upright bass, two guitars and a fiddle, you have to provide your own backbeat. Right. It's more, it's more work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, so, so you have to be able to have different iterations of yourself for different stages. You know, you gotta be an athlete. You do. <laughs> you do. You have to. You have to adapt to. Oh, this sound guy does not know what he's doing. <laughs> you know that that happens all the time. You uh-huh. have. You have to be. And you, you. Pref- I mean, <clears throat> you could say you 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 like it all. You know, but you you said Birchmere first. Mm-hmm. Is that would you prefer that sort of performing, like? Uh, there's a little bit of a microscope, but like it's 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 a pure art form. You know, I I think for our music, it we're we're lent better to like a listening type yes, crowd. I agree. Um, ballads, ballads, yeah. It's it's you know it's Americana. Yeah, you know it's storytelling. Yeah. Um, Listen to the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we have an incredible singer, and so like, why wouldn't you want to be able and incredible musicians? Yeah, like that play with us. Like I want people to be able to hear them. Yeah. Um, but you know, that being said, if you're working, you know, sometimes you have to, you do what you have to do. Right. right? And, and we don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely like this jam and Java show will be because it's distanced anyway. So they're only selling like 60 tickets, um, is going to be seated, listening show yeah you know we're gonna pull out some of the more delicate stuff and and do that yeah you know um but i mean when is it the 15th is it 15th the saturday the 15th yeah tickets still available or is it sold out i think tickets are still available cool yeah Um, so uh it's a it's a cool it's a great album uh ballad of the past yeah we Um, like it uh, you should, you should, you should be happy about it. Yeah. Um. You said that you might not be able to do a, a, a album concert until the fall. Probably not into the fall. Could we? How's that different than what you would do at Java? Um. Well, if we could do it at Jam, for us, we want to be able to do an album release show uh-huh. with no restrictions. I understand. We want to be able to have two hundred fifty, three hundred people in an indoor venue with great sound. And whether we do it with, well, you know, we'll probably bring in a drummer, probably be more of a, 
of a loud show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to do it for 50 for 50. Yeah. You know, I want it to be no restrictions, everyone there that yeah. we can get in there like on a, your terms. On, on our terms. Like it's, a, your, it's your release. Yeah. Your album. Yeah. yeah. Like a real show mm-hmm. like we used to do mm-hmm. in the good old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems like a lifetime ago. I know. Seems like a lifetime. We're, it does. We're, get, we're getting back at it. We're getting, man. We're, we're just kind of crawling our way back. It's so it. cool what you do. I, I, I would say it's like a lifetime, a lifestyle profession. You know, you're going from here. You got a couple of meetings. You're going to go check out visitation. And then you're going to go coach rugby. It's just like you're living. You're... Um, cook dinner, cook dinner. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, not not everyone gets to say that they you know they who that what, what their life or lifestyle is is the same as their profession. Well, you, you know, know you can get there. I mean, you kind of. I, I like to say you made it. I'm not really good at anything else. Just <laughs> <laughs> self aware, right? <laughs> Which is why when everything shut down a year ago, it's like. Oh boy, yeah. I'm screwed. There's yeah. nothing else I can do. Yeah, no um, rugby. There's no. no there's no rugby. There's no music. And for your wife, no lacrosse. There's no lacrosse. No there's no field hockey. There, you know. And and I, I, you know, I, I write music for film and TV. There was no production. There are no mm-hmm. shows being made. It was mm-hmm. like we're all just gonna we're all just gonna take a little break here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back to our corners and uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, pound sand. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> there is some. There is some sand pounding. I believe it for I sure. Believe it. Uh, anyway, um, well, let's wrap. I guess. All right. Uh, uh, any uh, parting words? Uh, no, this is great. I, I love check out your album. I love the podcast. Yeah, you thank know, you, thank you. Thank I, I'm I'm glad to be a pillar. There you go. You know, amen. We we need we need, need like you? t-shirts. I'm, I'm working on the logo. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, like you know, have you been to uh, the the Arboretum? No. Okay. Well, there's there's these there's Ooh, yes, the, the, yeah. the ionic pillars. Yes, in yeah. DC. That might be a good a good uh-huh. cover uh-huh. art for All you. Right. <laughs> I'm making a note. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's, thanks for coming out. Check out check out the um, Kentucky Avenue Band's new album, Battle of the Past. You can find it where. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all the streaming platforms, and if you want CDs or vinyl, we actually press vinyl. On this record, you got to. If you have a song called Record Playing Days, you have to press vinyl. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So we have vinyl. It sounds awesome. That's all on the website. Cool. You got any? I, I was running today. I was like, you know what? It might be a good idea. You want you want to call anyone out who who you think should be on the podcast? Wow, uh, putting me on the spot there. Uh, I think you should get some of the other shed banders. Okay. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, those guys are true pillars of the community, much more so than I do. They do much more good for the world than me. <laughs> ah, even you inspire. You know, that's all it is. I lean on you. You lean on me. Right. Both right. pillars. All right, Caleb and Pels. Caleb Pels. Yeah, I, I, I'd call those guys. Come out. on, come yeah. on. I got plenty of mics. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you. Uh, all the best. Best of luck. Also, big game Gonzaga prep rugby. It's tonight, yeah. 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 So we'll see what happens. Should be a good one. Should be a good one. All right, good. All right, thanks, brother. Yep. Bye bye.